0: into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my web page. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on The Geeks Watch. We are here talking about altered carbon. John, it is it is Geeks Watch classic this week cuz it's just the two of us.
1: Yeah, it's like the good old days, like throwing it back on <laughs> this uh, Sunday night.
0: Uh we're definitely here uh loving it and 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 uh you know, enjoying uh, just the two of us. But we do miss Brian and Gabby, and they will hopefully be back next week. They uh, just could not make it this week. So if uh, everybody's ready, let's go ahead and talk about the geek news. First thing we want to say is, uh, you know, it's a very solemn day that we lost uh, another celebrity that definitely painted part of our childhoods a good part of our childhoods with the the characters that he played arlie ermy is the is the gentleman passed away today uh, I, I don't, let me see if it said what age i think it was like 76 74 uh, full metal jacket uh the frighteners you know some of uh, some some really great things what how, i mean saving silverman saving <laughs> that's true saving silverman but uh you know, I always thought that he would have made a great J, J- Jonah Jameson.
1: He definitely had the chops for it. The pipes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so it's 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 a solemn thing that we lost him, but you know, everybody's gotta go at some point. So moment of silence for oh, him. Wow. <laughs> okay, did you had did you did you have something you wanted to add? I'm sorry. No, it's just Oh, that everybody's got to go sometime? Yeah, that's very true. Hey, look, I mean, everybody does have to go sometime. I, I'm sorry. It's just a, a fact of life. It's, it's, it's what happens.
1: This is true. But, you know, with shows like Altered Carbon, they're like, well, <laughs> this is just a setback.
0: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk about that when we, uh, when we get to tonight's episode. That was quite the philosophy if you want to, if you and, want,
1: and I want to say that um, had I been put in a room with the naked lady with the sword, she would have just walked right up to me and impaled me. There would have been no <laughs> fight back on that. One.
0: I definitely have things to say about that room. So when we get there, uh, I will, I will bring it up. But. Uh, live action Mulan, tonight's, tonight's uh, news section is actually going to be quite Asian, if you will. We have a lot of Asian news, news uh, related um, articles to talk about, but Disney's live action Mulan has cast like, announced four cast members this week. Uh, of them is Gong Li, Jana Tang, Jet Li, and Donnie Yen. So, Donnie Yen is playing a made-for-this-movie character, uh, Commander... uh, Where did I lose it? I I had it in here. Commander Tung, a mentor and teacher to Mulan. Uh, Then you have Jet Li playing the Emperor, who in the original movie was played by Pat Morita. Gong Li will be playing the villain. She is a witch of some sorts. And then Jana Tang is playing Mulan's sister, who I also believe is made from the movie? Uh, this movie? I'll be
1: honest, I've never seen the original cartoons either. I have, have I. no idea. All I know is that Eddie Murphy played the dragon. <laughs>
0: he who, was the was voice he, of the dragon. The
1: exact same voice as the donkey.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was the exact same voice. I think it was very similar. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was Eddie Murphy's voice. I mean, the donkey is Eddie Murphy's voice. Yes, it's true, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I mean, how do you feel about about this cast so far?
1: Well, I mean, I'm just happy they're not whitewashing it, as they tend to do with a lot of movies these days. So, um, yeah, I like Jet Li. I like Gong Li. Um, I don't know many what? of the other cast members, but uh sounds like it's going to be cool. What else has Gong Li done? Uh, oh, man, you're putting me on the spot there. Um, she's been in a few um, American movies as well. Let me see if I can uh, dig up one real quick here. Uh, she has been in
0: a few things. I do like I do like Jetly Li too, uh, and as the emperor, that I, I hope he he gets to be a little physical though, because I think like you think of like I know it's not the, one of his best movies, but Forbidden Kingdom where he got to play the Monkey King, that was I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, there's you, you know uh, Donnie Yen is amazing, so I I can't wait to see him in the movie.
1: All right, so Gong Li has been in uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, uh, the Monkey King movies with uh, Jet Li as well. She has also been in uh, Miami Vice.
0: Like the one with um, Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx and Colin uh, Colin Farrell. Farrell,
1: And uh, yeah, those are the the biggest ones. I know there's a couple other kind of more lower key movies that I seem to remember her in, but... um, yeah, she's. Uh, I would say she's semi-famous in certain circles here in the States. She's done a few American movies, but yeah, most of her uh, you know, filmography is uh, looks like it's Chinese-based.
0: Well, I mean, there you go. Uh,
1: oh, Hannibal Rising. That was the big one that I remember her from. Ooh, Hannibal
0: Rising. I never watched that one, but then again, I've never seen Signs of the Lambs. The only movie I've seen of those is um, Red Dragon. Yeah,
1: that one was... Yeah, you you really have to start from Silence of the Lambs, but R- Red Dragon comes before. You know, interestingly enough, that's true, but <laughs> it doesn't work the same because the way the the movies are designed, even though Manhunter, which is exactly the same story as, as Red Dragon, Red Dragon came out before Silence of the Lambs. Right. Silence of the Lambs is really it really works as a standalone. Yeah. So like watching Red Dragon or. Uh,
0: Hannibal or Hannibal Rising,
1: uh, and yeah, any of those before Silence of the Lambs really kind of demystifies and kind of kills the character a little bit because uh, they were kind of bad.
0: Fair, fair enough, yeah. I mean, I remember Hannibal Rising kind of just coming into the theater and leaving; no one really know anything about it, or really say anything about it. So that's unfortunate, but yeah. Uh, do you think they'll ever revisit that that franchise? I mean, especially with you know how we revisit everything now. Mm, well,
1: definitely not with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh no, not yeah, with, yeah not with I him. I mean, they past. they had
0: the great TV show, or I didn't think it was great. I never watched it, but uh, it was highly critically acclaimed. Brian Fuller was a producer on it. Got the
1: one with Mads uh, Mickelson
0: Mads Mikkelsen is Hannibal, yeah.
1: Um. Well, I haven't seen it either, but I mean, it's a cool character. It's just he becomes a little too. Uh, Cartoonish, mythological.
0: Uh, I want to say. I think we both said the same thing, but two different. Yeah, ways. <laughs> <laughs> larger than life. Yes.
1: Yeah, he, he becomes a character, and that kind of overshadows sometimes the story. Um, nevertheless, it is entertaining. I think that uh, Silence of the Lambs is great, and um, what was the sequel that came after that?
0: Um, Silence of the Lambs. Then came uh, Hannibal. Hannibal.
1: Hannibal was pretty good, although I think it was a little. Too extreme in some parts, like it, it just like upped the ante, mm-hmm. and then um, Hannibal Rising was just not that great,
0: <laughs> right? So yeah, it's—I mean, it doesn't seem like any of the sequels have really conquered what the the original has done.
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, I would say. I mean, and we'll get there eventually. We'll we'll definitely revisit these someday, and there'll be a few things different. That are more accurate to the original stories, but uh, we'll be fine for now.
0: Well, speaking about Sir Anthony Hopkins, uh, Westworld, the showrunners, the producers of Westworld, uh, Jonathan Nolan more specifically, has come out and talked about uh, what or why they decided to give us a preview in the first season of Shogun World and why it's going to play a part in the second season. He said, "Part of the reason we're we're going to Shogun World instead of uh, to Roman World or Medieval World is yes, you saw those in the original film, but also if you're doing a theme park, you wouldn't limit it to the Western Europe, or Western European or Northern Northern American experience. You try to reach a global audience. So the idea is you have a texture here that's totally different, which is great to me. I mean, yeah, why why not? Why why limit yourself to just?" Uh, you know, white people. <laughs> so we could
1: have Aborigine world.
0: Oh, you could have Aborigine world. And some
1: didgeridoos and the dingoes.
0: <laughs> I guess why not? Yes. If they were smart, they'd make a Wakanda world. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. everybody wants to go there. Yeah, what kind of forever? Wakanda kind of forever? Uh. So, there you go. Uh, how do you feel about about Shogun World? I know we haven't seen anything yet, but it is something that I think we're looking forward to when we...
1: Absolutely. I mean, you take the concept of, you know, the host and all that, and then you add samurai swords and, <laughs> you know, cool uh, Japanese architecture. I'm all for but that. But,
0: you, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's my ignorance or maybe it's my uh, uh, romanticizing of the era, but the way that, you know, the the visitors come into uh, Westworld and they essentially, you know, uh, miss, I don't know. I don't want to say mishandle, but the way that they treat the hosts, do you, I, I I really feel that that, that, that can play out in the Western like genre, but in a Shogun uh, setting, like do you come in and you just like pick fights with, Feudal Japan people, or just start hacking away at everyone. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I guess. Then again, you you know, the, the, it's got the whole subservient um, culture too. So,
1: well, I mean, I would imagine that you could do um, situations similar to like the um, the. The Seven Samurai. I was gonna say the Magnificent Seven, but <laughs> I meant the chap- the original version. So where, yeah, you,
0: you could definitely play out that 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 storyline, that movie kind of yeah thing, things being like
1: a, that. And I mean, there's several stories. I mean, you can do like lone wolf and cub type, type stuff. I'm sure. True, and, um,
0: but be honest, people go to Westworld for the sex. They go to the sh- Westworld for sex they, and killing people. They
1: got geishas and all kinds of other. Sexy and that's what I'm saying Japan, is that yeah.
0: it's probably the geishas, right?
1: I'm sure. I mean, that's going to be a big part of it, and. I mean, some people, you know, like Asians, some people <laughs> like Western, so.
0: Fair enough. Uh, what was your first story?
1: The Teen Titans look like
0: garbage. <laughs> uh, yes, this week, they, they, some photos leaked online of what looks like uh, behind the scenes photos of three of the Titans from the DC streaming platform that they have yet to announce the title for. Uh, We had Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire, and it has set the internet ablaze, I would say. Well, at
1: the very least, a very specific corner that's into DC and also hates everything.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, the internet is kind of just the place for people that hate everything anyways, so... This is true. Uh, I don't know if it's Anna or Anna, but Anna Diop, uh, who is the actress who was playing Starfire... Uh, went on her Instagram to essentially uh, yell at the hecklers. I guess is a great way of putting it. The haters, maybe the haters that that too. But you know, she's saying that she's saying, and I've been saying this too. I I, I think the pictures are completely out of context. I don't think uh you're seeing you're getting you're definitely not getting the full story. But uh, she said it's it's super cold. You're you're filming up in you know canada somewhere is you know uh you have no idea what's going on in the scene you know why why we're dressed this way or anything like that but essentially people are getting on on the productions case because beast boy isn't green uh although Star- he does have green hair starfire isn't uh orange and um and she's kind of old and <laughs> she, she does kind of look old I guess. <laughs> and then uh in Raven it just has the the hair. It doesn't really have much else. So I I essentially what I think is that they're they're wearing some either they're they're using some type of magic to make them look like more human in the scene because Raven would be able to do something like that or maybe there's some kind of technology that's that's disguising them so that they you know he's not green she's not orange kind of thing and they're they're at some kind of dance the fur coat that starfire is wearing is definitely to keep her warm because she's not filming the scene at that moment but who knows if if they actually have decided this is the direction they want to go and these are the way the characters look in the show I, i think that'd be a real miss for for the show but they haven't released any uh, official photos of these particular characters. There's been f- official photos of of Nightwing, um, Hawk and Dove, and uh, one other. I forget who it was. Is it going to be Nightwing from the start or is he going to start out as Robin? I believe he's going to be Nightwing from the start, but you're going to see a lot of flashbacks to when he was Robin. Oh. But I'm, I, I have no idea. I I honestly don't.
1: And this is true. We don't know a whole lot about what's going on or what the context of the scenes were just based on the, I guess, spy shots because that's pretty much what they were. I mean, there was no real lighting. They were just kind of like in the moment of transitioning from one place to another and Starfire looked like she was on a break. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, obviously we weren't seeing what's going to end up, you know, in the production uh, after, you know lighting and effects and everything are added in i mean it's totally possible she could have glowing green eyes like the real character is supposed to by the end of it obviously you can't see that you know in pre-production right no but um i have a bad feeling about
0: it you have a bad feeling about the show already yes
1: i feel like it's gonna be another inhumans
0: and you know what it definitely could be uh you know that was that was a a huge disaster, and that
1: was a flop and a dud.
0: <laughs> and funny you bring that up, uh, I d- I wasn't going to talk about this this story, but uh, since you brought it up, Anson Mount, who played uh, Black Bolt in that series, has been cast in the second season of Star Trek Discovery as Captain Pike. So even though ABC has not officially come out and canceled the uh, the Inhumans, I have to say that it's probably more not more. Uh, foregone that it's it's gone it's done the show's gone
1: yeah i would say your lead is cast as a pretty important character in a different series altogether that's a <laughs> bad sign
0: that is a bad sign so but you know it's funny though is that because i want to bring this up is that technically i i don't know if captain pike is a, is a lead in discovery or not but uh, the guy who's... In, one of the characters in the show that we talk about tonight, Altered Carbon, the the one of Kovacs' bodies, the one that we originally saw in the hotel room, the one that Stronghold that if you want to call him that. Was that Ryu Kovacs? No, no, it wasn't Ryu. The other one. Okay. It's the other one. So, he is in another show on ABC called uh, The Good Doctor, where he plays a doctor on, on a regular basis. So...
1: Is it kind of weird that for a show that deals with so much body swapping I look at the different characters and I still think okay that's this kobatch that's that kobatch. I don't think of them as being different actors anymore.
0: <laughs> no, I and I think that's definitely what you have to do. Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's completely it's it's so odd that you have a show that has so many characters but then again there might not be that many characters. There's yeah. there's essentially only a couple characters. But there are so many different versions of those characters. Yeah. Yeah, so uh it 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 could and, and I'm also, yeah, I'm still I'm still confused on who which is the original body of Kovach. If if it's Stronghold Kovach or Ryu Kovach. I don't know which one's the original body at this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to tell now. <laughs> we may never know. Cause... I don't yeah,
0: I don't know if we'll ever know. Uh what would Oh, I think it was my turn for the next story. Uh the show one of the sh- the show that originally started our, co- our our podcast Game of Thrones. It has finished filming its largest battle scene to date and it took uh, super long. What was it? Like um, 56 days. 55 consecutive nights. 55. Now, the battle of the Bastards before that was the longest uh, uh, one to to shoot and that was like something like a lot less uh i don't remember what the exact number was but it was like like 20 something day, nights or something like that to film that one so you can only imagine what we're going to get out of a 55 night shoot right
1: well it sounds pretty epic
0: <laughs> well i mean we can't really expect anything less for, for this last season, right?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping we see Valkyries in this one, too. It's, it's just, I want everything thrown in there.
0: <laughs> so here's the little thing that they put out. It said, uh, this is for the Night Dragons. Uh, this is, yeah. For enduring 55 straight nights, for enduring the cold, the snow, the rain, the mud, the sheep shit of Tomb, and the winds of on Maghermanon Gilglad I don't know <laughs> sure uh, when tens of millions of people around the world watch the episode a, a year from now they won't know how hard you worked they won't care how tired you were or how tough it was to do your job in sub-freezing temperatures they'll just understand that they're watching something that's never been done before and that's because of you thank you the producer types season 8 game of thrones
1: Man, I feel like I was there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all that gratitude went straight to me too. Like that—that that, that was awesome. I mean, we're gonna have to endure the show. So, yeah. Uh, what was your next scene? Your next article?
1: Um, Ghostwriter will be the new Terminator.
0: Ah, yes. And it's not a Netflix show. And it's not a Netflix show. Uh, Gabriel Luna, who played Ghostwriter in the Agents of Shield TV show, he has been cast as the new Terminator. That is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, talk about the one that I wouldn't have seen coming that just was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I could see that.
0: So do you think he'll get a new um, uh, model number or will he be a T-1000, a Terminator X or Terminatrix or whatever, or a, a T-800? No, that's T-800? A good question. Is that what Arnold is?
1: Yeah, Arnold's a T eight hundred, um the T one thousand was the Robert Patrick. Right. T X was um I can't remember her name off the top of my head, Kristana Loken.
0: Christina Loken, yeah. yeah.
1: And then they showed like a T six hundred in Terminator Salvation. That's the one that was like gigantic and had the kind of plasticky looking skin. Oh, uh, okay and uh, those are the only ones I can remember. I don't know what uh, Joel Edgerton was supposed to be, if he was, like, some kind of prototype, because he well, was, like, a human yeah, hybrid. Terminator hybrid. Yeah, um, so, and then there was
0: all the, in Terminator 3, the Rise of the Machines, you saw, like, the T1s and T... Oh, that's right, yeah. The 200s or ones one like? that were more like drones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, because we're kind of disregarding all of that previous continuity and picking right where T2 left off, it's so hard to So they tell. say... That's Yeah, that's what they say, but um, it's hard to tell exactly which way they're going to go. I kind of didn't like the TX because it was just a combination of a regular T... Uh, well, a, you know, like a T-800 plus the liquid metal component. Right. I'm like, well, that's lame. Then just do whatever you want then. Um, so but she I she made her boobs bigger. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> um well that and the star glasses.
0: And yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: that that was uh that was great. Money well spent on that movie. <laughs> but um I'm kinda hoping they just bring it back to being another Terminator, like uh you know human flesh over metal endoskeleton. Or maybe even kinda bring back that human terminator hybrid thing. I just don't want any more liquid metal. Like.
0: Now, are you talking about like Marcus Wright, Samuel Sam Worthington's character, yes. or are you talking about uh, John Connor's character in the in Genesis? Because that was kind of human. Oh, God, no. robot. Hybrid. I don't know what
1: that was actually. Like I could Like tell. nanobots.
0: It was nanobots taking over his body.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of
0: have to. I mean, you don't have to go with that specifically, but you have to move on to nanobots at this point, right? I mean, human robot hybrid is kind of the next step for these for this franchise. Actually, what I would
1: prefer, and this is just my opinion because this would be kind of subversive, is maybe he's not even a Terminator at all. He's a human, but he
0: fights for Skynet. That's weird. I mean. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But why that's not? fucking weird.
1: Maybe. Well, because well, see, and this has always been my theory. Obviously, the whole Terminator thing deals with the grandfather paradox, mm-hmm. where John Reese or John Reese, Kyle Reese is his uh,
0: his own grand. No,
1: he's not-, not. He's not his own grandpa. But like you know, he couldn't have given, or you know, John Connor wouldn't have been born if he hadn't traveled back in time. But we, he never would have traveled back in time if John Connor hadn't been born. Correct. So well my head actually like i felt a pop in my brain right
0: now and there Just, is there is time writer with uh fred ward where he is his own grandpa
1: <laughs> and also um futurama, futurama.
0: i think futurama got it from time writer but yeah. that's because uh you know uh, matt Groning loves to pull from you know movies like that i think kate and leopold also has that problem it kind of does. I don't think it's grandpa, though. It's, like, further down the, yeah. the line. But Meg Ryan, yes. Meg Ryan is the great ancestor of Liev Schreiber in that movie?
1: Something to that effect, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's Liev Schreiber. Um, because, but at some point in time in their past, he he did end up having sex with her. So Because they were boyfriend and girlfriend before the movie starts, and then... Yeah, later on. that's And that, I always thought that was kind of weird. It's like, oh, okay, that's where we're going.
1: See, so I've always had this fantasy project or like maybe fan uh, story in my brain about how the reason why Skynet was basically its own worst enemy was because they created the situation where John Connor would have to be born. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they're machines, even though they're hella smart and they do have some level of AI... The synthetic brain that Skynet possesses can't wrap its mind around that time paradox.
0: Yeah, because it it goes at it goes at problems head on. It says, "Well, John Connor is the problem, so we just take out John Connor." You're you're not thinking about the situation around John Connor.
1: So it's yeah. So I figured that it wanted to take advantage of humanity, like maybe capture some humans to see if. Through them, it could understand the time paradox. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we, we have a better understanding now, but we need to send you to go back in time to protect the timeline from being destroyed or something. Like maybe there would be something even greater, some greater catastrophe than simply preventing uh, Judgment Day, which I wonder if that's still happening in the, the new continuity or well, if it's going to take place afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's it's got to take place afterwards. It's been
1: so long since. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I, I think they keep going back to the whole, you know, after Terminator 2 with the events and that. It's like the original Judgment Day doesn't happen, but just like we saw in Genesis, it got pushed back. And uh, I I honestly, I enjoyed the TV show. I, I thought Sarah Connor Chronicles was, was a really good show. And Genesis pulled a lot from that. Even to the point where they do the jump, the time jump forward, like you know Sarah Connor and John do in the show. It's Sarah Connor and Kyle that do it in, in the uh, movie.
1: You know, it's also semi-canon, but in the uh, Terminator Two: The Ride, Universal Studios, right. Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger actually do a jump forward into 2029.
0: That's true. They go there to try and shut down Skynet.
1: Yeah, which is like so awesomely lame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, just not to finish up the story, Natalia, Natalia is probably how you actually say it, Natalia Reyes and Diego Boneta have also been cast in the movie, uh, not exactly knowing who their uh, parts are, are but I don't know Natalia Reyes, but Diego Boneta was in uh, Rock of Ages. He was the the main character. I don't know if you watched that movie or not.
1: I did, but I don't remember too well. Natalia Reyes, wasn't she from Heroes?
0: I thinking no, or... you're thinking of someone else. Okay. But uh, yeah, I can't think of her name at the moment. Den- Denia Reyes. Yes, yes, that's who she was.
1: So didn't she play uh, Callisto in...
0: Yes, in uh, Last Stand. Last Stand, yeah. Yeah. Was it Cleestow? I thought so. It might have been. Yeah. Uh, did you have another story?
1: Uh, yeah, one last one. Okay. So, uh, something we brought up a long time ago already. I think it was back in January. Uh, Joe Bob Bricks was hoping to get a lot of people to uh, right. chime in with uh, what they thought about bringing back his uh, drive in theater. Uh, you know, show that he would put on where he'd present a a horror movie or a B-movie and then just have really, really just delightful commentary throughout. Uh, He'd have an intro, (laughs) he'd chime in during the commercial breaks and then have like a body count at the end and other fun facts. Uh, Well, it looks like it was successful, at least to some degree. Uh, In June, he's going to be hosting a 24-hour horror movie marathon on Shudder. Wow. And I'm hoping that based on the... Now well, for, I can only assume it's going to be a runaway success of that. Uh, it can maybe become a regular thing.
0: And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Shudder is a streaming service platform for movies that are essentially only horror movies. So if you uh, are a big horror f- movie fan, you should definitely look into getting a monthly su- subscription to Shudder. Check out all those horror movies. But yeah, uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, marathon is pretty amazing for especially for those who grew up through that that time period when you could watch him on was it tnn is tnt that what, was it tnt for okay I, for some reason i thought that he was on tnn but wasn't
1: well, that the nashville network
0: it was and then it became spike it might have been something before spike but it became spike and then now it's the paramount network but uh i thought i thought he was on TNN. No,
1: tnt i think was uh, the I, I can't even remember what it was, but yeah, I think it was TNT. Um Yeah, and it was called Monster Vision. You can actually still see some of the, his episodes on YouTube, mm. although without the actual movie. So it's because the movie's copyright. Yeah, so like that would basically cause it to get blacklisted. But you can still watch his commentaries that he would do for certain <laughs> movies, uh, which were pretty hilarious. Especially because it was on you know syndication. Right. Um, you know they couldn't show the boobies or you know show any of the swearing or so the he, gore or the the really serious gore yeah so he would comment on that as well and it's like why even bother showing this movie if you're not gonna like show, like you're not watching it for the plot you know he just have all kinds of really colorful commentary
0: it's kind of like up there with like mystery science theater and uh up all night those are like those oh, classic yeah. things from that that era that that we kind of remember
1: yep if i had an oasis that would be like my uh Easter eggs <laughs> <right there. laughs>
0: So, uh, speaking of horror movies, uh, someone who's definitely made his name using making horror movies was James Wan, who uh, directed the Aquaman movie for Warner Brothers. They just went into some reshoots recently, and with that, they actually cast a new character just for the reshoots. Uh, the character is being played by uh, Randall Park, though. Very hilarious Asian actor. Uh, I don't know if you watch fresh off the boat or not but he's oh, yeah. great on that
1: that shows great he also played asian Jim on the office
0: that's right he sure did that was the best prank <laughs> ever like literally you see dwight like questioning <laughs> his own reality yeah. he was shook.
1: and he also played king jong-un in the that's interview. right
0: in the interview you're right uh but he would be playing dr shin and uh in, it, it he will be a friend of Aquaman's father I believe in the beginning of the movie somehow so
1: now in this continuity Aquaman's father was human but his mother was like a Merlady yeah uh, that's how it's. A,
0: that's how it's always been okay yeah uh, Aquaman's mother is Atlanta she is the queen princess of Atlantis uh, and she i I believe tries to get away she she let she leaves atlantis goes goes ashore falls in love with arthur curry the lighthouse operator uh i'm I'm guessing they're changing it for this or if or they have changed it in the comic books and I, i didn't know about it but now he's also a scientist and uh when she ends up having a baby she uh the baby stays with arthur curry uh and then she gets taken back to Atlantis, and eventually they try and kill the baby, but he ends up living living in secret with his father. I'm not quite sure.
1: That's some, like, semi-edible stuff going on there, I think.
0: I don't think he actually loves his mother in that way. Or does he? Okay, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when that happens. Uh, but it's funny that you bring that up because Mer- Mira, in the movie, uh, her father, who's being played by Dolph Lundgren, his character was originally her betrothed in the comic book. So they've changed him from uh, fiance to father. So that's oh yeah, there's nothing the electoral Ele- electra electoral about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was. Jessica Jones has been renewed at Netflix for season 3. Uh I am currently in the middle of watching season 2. Uh I am enjoying it. It is not as good as the first season, but still a great show. I th- I believe. So, uh I'm I'm totally cool with them bringing in uh, the third season. I really feel like Netflix is making a bo- like cuz it seems like between like Daredevil season 1, Daredevil season 2, and then the rest of the shows there was so much time in between but like right now they're filming Iron Iron Fist season 2, Luke Cage season 2, Daredevil season 3, Punisher season 2, you know, they're trying to get in as many seasons as they can before the Fox uh, before no I'm sorry, not the Fox deal but the Disney streaming service comes out cuz as soon as that happens Disney's taking all their toys away. No, does that Which mean they're going to retroactively
1: take away those those episodes or would they still stay on there as part of some kind of Netflix deal that got grandfathered in?
0: I you know, I have no clue. That's a good question. I would assume Disney would be like, nah nah, we're taking all this <laughs> stuff with us. But <laughs> it could they could definitely be like, Oh no, this this is uh this is you know, part of our brand. It's we own it kind of thing.
1: Disney does have the power to do that.
0: Disney has all the power, so yeah. You never know uh all right i think that's enough of the geek news let's go ahead and get into our episode i forgot to look up what was the title of this episode i believe it was called naked lady parade (laughs) i think that's what you want it to be called (laughs) but uh it is episode seven and am i right is it seven no it should be eight is it eight you're right it is eight sorry uh episode eight of the season um coming out of season or episode seven uh let's see this is episode eight clash by night what were you expecting uh coming into episode eight
1: i nothing really i was just letting it have its way with me because it's it's been a roller coaster
0: So, I mean, we we find out that, in episode 7, we find out that his sister's still alive. She, uh, not only is she alive, but she also caused the death of the envoys, Yeah, and then has been manipulating his life since he's been woken up from the deep freeze, uh, you know, for quite a bit. This episode, we find out right away that fucking Ghost Walker works for her. Yep. That shit is crazy.
1: And she is uh, as powerful, if not more so, than Bancroft.
0: That is nuts.
1: I mean, she's like up there, supreme. Like, she's got she a can lot of money. Yeah, she can do shit that Bancroft could probably only dream of at this point, and he's got some pool. So, and not only that,
0: but she has she has so much money. But herself as uh, was it Ray Lynn? uh Raylin uh Kovach is non-existent. She is she does not have a Oh, I'm sorry, it's not Kovach, it's Kawahara. Kawahara. But uh yeah, Raylene Kawahara, Kawahara. Sorry. But uh she she like she owns that vault that Ortega goes to. And the guy's like, there's no name on here. They,
1: well, not only that, she also owns that facility where they were torturing Kobax in the virtual world.
0: Yeah, she does. So, she's like, yeah, there's plenty of... Uh, was it Pleasures of the Flesh that I have my fingers in and it makes a lot of money for me. So, yeah, it it is crazy how locked down she has the future. <laughs> um, however... I don't, I I, I watched it a couple times. I didn't watch the whole thing a couple times. I watched the the beginning scene a couple times, and I still don't quite understand, because she explains it, because she tells uh, Takashi that, hey, make Bancroft believe that somebody killed him, like whoever it is, but she says it was actually Bancroft himself that did kill himself. Yeah.
1: But she convinced him, well, I guess because she's some kind of confidant. Um, well, one
0: of her personalities is. Yeah,
1: one of her sleeves is, like, in with Bancroft. So, right. Um, she, suggested, she was the one that was pulling the strings all along with suggesting to get the last envoy to solve the mystery that only he could do it with his resources and skills. So he buys it. And now she's like, all right, well, that whole plan is, like. We're, we're good now we need to wrap that up so that we can continue with other things <sighs> so just
0: make up something but you you wonder if she's so powerful and rich why not just get it done herself you know that's a good question I'm what, guessing what so is she just, holding back yeah there's gotta be another plan and she just doesn't want to keep her she doesn't want her fingerprints on anything which obviously makes sense she doesn't like having her fingerprints on anything but uh, but no she said she gave him some drugs and the guy ended up just killing himself right yeah yeah, but but it was before the backup, but I I don't know. It it was all weird.
1: It was just timed in such a way that like the way it planned, played out, it was left open where he could be suggested into thinking there was some foul play.
0: That's so, what I took from it. I guess, that yeah. I mean, that's what it, you have to... Do you think there's more to it?
1: I think there's definitely like, more to I, it.
0: Like, specifically Bancroft's death. Yes. Okay.
1: I still think that there's something there because even after and I mean, just kind of breezing through what happened, he came up with a situation that was very plausible and everybody eventually was on board with that his lawyer was actually the one that uh did the, the murder.
0: Right. So how do you how do you feel about that? Do you do you feel sorry for her? Not at all. Really? It's
1: like, like screw that
0: chick. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The last thing I saw her on, she was, she was on bones. She was the the director of the, the, the Jeffersonium. But however, uh, I did, I felt kind of bad for it. And I think that's because of the way you could see Kovacs, like also feeling bad for her. Like he's em- empathizing with the fact that he's ruining her life. So I did feel kind of bad for her, but yeah, she, she, the way she treated Ortega, uh, many times over, uh, definitely shows that she's, she's not the best of people.
1: Yeah, and I don't think she's remorseful anyway, and it all just kind of ties together pretty well. Although I did like some of the revelations that they revealed, such as the reason why, like, Bancroft likes um, killing certain sleeves for pleasure is because they remind him of his wife. <laughs> like, that was pretty interesting. I'm like, man, that must be so cathartic. <laughs> and like, wow, that's—and, um, yeah, so they, they falsified some evidence to make it fit with the narrative— and there was also some interesting stuff that was happening with the AIs um, where Poe assisted in, I guess, the killing or the corrupting of an AI.
0: Right, the the AI that uh, ran a pleasure palace, essentially. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he gave him, he essentially passed a, passed a virus onto him through poker chips, it seemed like. That's what it looked like, but and there was or was that was that because he lost the the hand and and the girl went over like he gave her the did he give her the girl?
1: No, he didn't. That was that was what the guy wanted. the The other AI said that he wanted her, uh, I guess her mind or however you call that.
0: I guess whatever you call uh, Lizzie at that point. Yeah, he
1: he wanted that, um, and Poe was like, I don't think so, and.
0: But ultimately, it seemed like he went along with it. But see, and that's and, and the plan was for him to lose the hand. Uh, so I would ass, I would assume that he gave her or he gave the guy a something some token that represented the girl, but that it ended up being the virus.
1: Yeah, which and we're also kind of jumping ahead. That virus was extrapolated from old envoy stacks. That had one- been infected with whatever it was that killed them.
0: Right. It was supposed to be what was supposed to be uploaded into the core on the envoy's last mission.
1: And um Yeah, and also we're kind of glossing over another important fact that as a, as, a <laughs> um, as a request. Uh, Kovacs needed a dipper, which I guess is like a hacker.
0: Well, I was going to get to that, but yeah, yeah. Essentially it seems like, yeah, Kovac or she was, it was a hacker. So did, did his wife, die, Vernon's wife die? Apparently. Okay.
1: like, you know, we got her in a new body and it was some kind of cracked out looking dude.
0: I didn't know if she was, he was in, she was in jail or if she was dead.
1: That's actually a good question. I'm not entirely sure, but I could have sworn they said she was dead. I don't okay, think she was arrested.
0: Hmm, interesting. But yes, so I, I did want to get to this uh, eventually, but let's go ahead and talk about it now. I, I don't know why I didn't think about this up until this very point, but the future in this world, you have to be extremely gender and sexuality like orientation like fluid like. Like there's the the point where Vernon, you know, meets his wife again for the first time, he, the, you know, they're both like, "Well, I'm a guy now." And it's like, yeah, and Vernon's like a little bit you know, standoffish at at first, but that might just be because of the whole his wife's back to life, but he's definitely embracing it. Yeah, it
1: was like it took a few seconds to process it, but then he was like kind of I half expected him to like reject her.
0: Uh, yeah, but he didn't.
1: But he didn't. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And it reminded me of when uh, Ortega's grandma was at the dinner party. I mean, the kids were all cool with it. The yeah, mom was kind of the only one that was perplexed about it. But that was more because she's anti-stack, not so much because it was you know in the body of a man.
0: Yeah, and you know that's that. Uh, it's uh, I. I mean, we talked a lot about that in that episode, and I guess that's just because. In that episode, no one was like lusting (laughs) or in a uh, romantic relationship with grandma. So I didn't think about it. But now you have, you know, Vernon, who if his wife's back to life, he's definitely going to want to deal with that.
1: (laughs) I was kind of half expecting like a kiss scene to happen. And I don't know why I was like on the edge of my seat for that. And I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be
0: so weird. (laughs) Uh, Now, do you think that. Takashi didn't want to uh use all the money that's at his his disposal to get a female body because that could have been traced back to him. No,
1: they mentioned something when um when the ghost walker brought him her out and he was like this is what we could do right now. Like he, there was uh they did that on purpose. It wasn't cuz he couldn't afford it. Um, but they didn't really specify why. I think they just said that that's what they that's what they had to get at the time. That's what's available.
0: Yeah, I just feel like they it could have been there could have been other things.
1: Maybe they did it as just a way of not giving him what he wanted. You know, just, uh, just kind of helping yeah. him halfway. But like, you're not going to get everything you want. You know?
0: <laughs> uh, what do you think about when? Ghostwalker Walker asked uh, Kovach if he was a believer, because uh, the other few times that we've heard him say those words, it's turned out very bloody.
1: You know, Kovach has some balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did, and I loved his response. He's like, I believe not to be in a fucking elevator with you. That's what I believe in.
1: Yeah, that's that whole interaction was priceless. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're like so my favorite character right now. <laughs>
0: Do you think he could take him?
1: I want I want to say yeah.
0: I mean, do you, do you feel that's more the the hero syndrome? Like, our hero can definitely take the guy? Or do you actually think that with Kovacs' uh, training, he would be actually be able to take this guy?
1: I want to believe that Kovacs would take him out. But it would probably be very close. And in all actuality, we're probably going to see that this guy is going to be what is the end of this sleeve. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't expect a happy ending from this. Do you think the Ghost Walker has a, has a stack? That's a good question. I he would if, have to. But then again, maybe that be that might be the reason why you can't be seen by, you know, cameras and stuff. Well, because they only go based off of, like, stacks? Maybe. nah,
1: maybe. But how could you get away with not having to stack in this future unless you're, like, secretly cloned and or grown somewhere away from... I don't know. She, it's a possibility. I don't think so. She could have done it. She's I, rich enough. I think they go based off of something else. I don't think that it's a stack is what they hmm. scan for. But I mean that is a possibility. If you didn't have one, that would make sense.
0: Yeah. Um Uh so I I, I don't know, we want to go back to the the lawyer uh getting accused or framed for killing Bancroft and uh when he says I'm not gonna press charges obviously i would have been afraid like if i was in her position because that means he's going to do something a lot worse and then he ends up doing something a lot worse at least in her eyes uh she's, he's he's going to sully her reputation and be like you and and basically blackball her in the the high up above the clouds
1: Oh yeah. When he said that you'll never leave the ground again, I was like, Yep, that's that's what he's doing. I mean for her
0: that is the worst because she really, really wants to be a part of that crowd, that uh you know, that that place.
1: What did they call it? Valhalla or something like that?
0: Yeah, it you know, makes sense. One of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so basically, yeah, she's ruined. There's and again, I don't really feel sorry for her. I feel like yeah, that's what you get for wanting something, you dumbass. <laughs>
0: so and I said this a couple episodes back, but I want a spin off show where Vernon and Poe are roommates and have to deal with each other on a on a normal basis because when uh they're like when Vernon 's watching Lizzie like do this new training like fight training or knife throwing and stuff like that, and he 's like uh, why knife throwing he's like it, 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 why not uh why not sewing or uh, learning to play the violin, she's like, because you can't cut a guy's balls off with a violin kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I like where Poe's head is at. It's like he's thinking outside the box.
0: I mean, and obviously it, it comes from all the, the research he did in that split second. He's like, well, this makes the most sense.
1: Definitely. I would assume. And it's working. I mean, he's doing more progress now than whatever the hell Vernon was doing before then. <laughs> And, you know, she's definitely getting better. And interestingly enough, and I thought this, I wouldn't say I had any beef with this episode, but one thing that did bother me is that when they go into the simulation or whatever they call it uh, to see uh, Lizzie, Uh I don't know why, because I guess I just think about, like, The Matrix, for instance. I don't know why uh, Ava... Lizzie's mom mm-hmm. didn't revert to like her normal self that, uh, right. Lizzie would recognize. That is, that is
0: odd. But Ricky, uh, Lizzie did recognize her. She,
1: yeah. And that's that, that was, Oh, well that's interesting. She's, she knew who it was without her even having to say anything. I just thought it was from like a visual standpoint. Maybe it would have been too confusing. Like, well, who is this person now? Why is this? It might female? also
0: be because that's the way that Poe sees him. Like Poe doesn't have a, uh, uh, Another version of what Ava looks like. So when he scans her and puts her in there, it's that's what he has.
1: See, and I was thinking of like the Matrix when Morpheus explains the
0: your residual
1: residual self image. Yeah, yeah, I figured it'd be something like that. Like this is what I remember myself looking like. So this is my projection to everyone else within whatever that was that virtual environment. That is that is an interesting question. Because, I, didn't I mean, even think about it. Because Kovacs was able to do that and look like Tanaka. That's true. So, yeah. Although, I mean, they explained that that's because he had, like, super duper awesome training and <laughs> could do stuff like that. But
0: Yeah, you could definitely do that. I mean, look at uh, fucking Falconer. She was able to attack the the Inquisitor or the interrogator when that's not even supposed to be a thing. Yeah, that's so. true.
1: <laughs> you can bend the Matrix yeah.
0: You just have to bend the space around the matrix or the spoon. Sorry. <laughs> there is no spoon. Uh, when Ortega goes to investigate the vault and, uh, I, this is what I would, as soon as she goes into that vault, it, very prominently. You see a crossbow like sitting right there. I'm like, I was like, why? Why is there a crossbow just sitting on the wall?
1: And then a samurai sword. And then the samurai adjacent sword. Adjacent yeah, yeah. And then
0: she's immediately like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely in the right place. Well, before we get to
1: that, though, we have to kind of arrive to how we get there. So I guess as soon as Kovacs leaves the, uh, wherever he was at, being held against his will by his sister, the scanners pick him up. Right. And Ortega finds out about it and says, hey, your boy's over here. So she goes to see him, and the ghost walker's like, hey, get rid of her, or I'll get rid of her. And he was like, all right, chill, I'll take care of it. And he basically pulls uh, Nymeria and Arya with her and says, go away, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> and she's confused by this, a little hurt, and I'm like, oh, man, like this is so cliche. Yeah, um, She could definitely tell something was up, even though he was trying his darnest to like make her hate him. Right. And he was, he was white banging her, yeah <laughs> there you go, <laughs> the original one, yeah, and um, yeah, all he needed was to like throw rocks at her, <laughs> and so she knows something's up, and then she realizes that, oh, there's something going on with this location where he was like at where this happened, so he gets her buddy at the uh in forensics, I guess, or wherever he would whatever that uh some kind of video surveillance department within the police corps right i forget what his position is but yeah that dude Um,
0: mickey or mikey mikey Mickey? no i think it's mickey because i think i remember thinking like uh the tony basil song
1: (laughs) you're so fine yeah and um so yeah she puts two and two together she ends up going in there and finds out that uh who was it that took her there it was
0: it was oh, so. It was a guy that she had uh, busted like a year ago for something, and uh, I guess the charges had been dropped. But she threatened to expose him, anyways. Um, but he was essentially some type of worker at the vault,
1: right? So she used him to gain access, and so he finally lets her in. And she's like, "Who's like vault is this?" And like, that's classified. There's no information. There's no name attached. And it's all copies of the same person. So I guess she starts to say, I think we're in the right place. And then he, like, locks the door behind her.
0: So essentially, he, you know, Raylene knew and told yeah. him to lock her in there. Uh, but yeah. And uh, that's when the fun happens. That's when the bodies start waking up. And I had I had actually forgotten that she had a robotic arm until this. And then she starts using it, you know, to her advantage by uh stopping the sword uh busting oh my god when she punches ray right the the fucking solar plexus and you can see like the bones crack through her body that that was was, awesome that was awesome yeah uh but yeah she has to keep taking down bodies as they keep popping up which as brian said everybody you want to see naked you will eventually see naked in the show you see uh, the actress uh, who plays Ray, which is Dykin Lachman, over and over and over again, naked
1: <laughs> again, I wouldn't have have to have even put up a fight. the first one would have just speared me <laughs> and, uh, right away I'd be like
0: thank you um, but yeah she she ends up I, I, I assume essentially killing all the the bodies in there, and I love the the one. Uh, after the first one was killed, she's like, you know how much money you're costing me by killing all these bodies? Like, That's pretty funny.
1: And she probably can afford it, too. Uh, Obviously, she can. She's just being annoyed. But, uh, yeah, so we got this really badass scene where Ortega fights just what almost feels like an endless army of naked rays. (laughs) Um, Which I'm
0: surprised we didn't see the the crossbow get used. We see the sword get taken off the the wall, but not the Oh, the crossbow. So it's kind of like. what they say
1: about Chekhov's gun. I was going to say, it's
0: Chekhov's crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ray Lynn's crossbow. Uh, Yeah. So the way that that whole scene ends, uh, you feel like she's probably killed all the bodies, which she probably did. And a door opens up. She goes in and there's a little girl crying. Which we already know.
0: It's a very familiar little girl.
1: It's one of Raylan's other uh, sleeves it's... that she used to
0: influence Kobax. Yeah, right. When he was in the Museum of mm-hmm. History or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, the Envoy Museum or whatever. Yeah. So, and that's where it ends. And you're like, no, get away from her.
0: <laughs> She's going to use that crossbow, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. So, yeah, that's that's definitely interesting where that ends. So... What did you think of the whole uh, when Takashi is looking through the telescope at the very end? Like, I didn't quite understand what was being told to me there. Like, I know the uh, the the um, hallucination of Falconer or Quelcress is telling him like all good lies have you know the truth interweaved through there, and the reason why all these people believed you for what you were saying. Uh, for your story because you actually did have some truth in there and you didn't know it, but you see that he was looking in the telescope at uh, some pleasure palace. That's like even higher up than where they are in Bancroft's penthouse. So what is that? What was that telling us?
1: Well, it's to me, it was telling me that Kovacs is putting two and two together. And I think he's realizing the, the extra layer to the story. Um him being the Sherlock Holmes type character, obviously we're not gonna find out what that is until probably next episode
0: or uh, the last episode,
1: yeah or that last one, but yeah he he figured out something big there, and I'm super curious I can't even begin to imagine what that was um maybe that there is some truth to uh his wife, maybe. Having something to do with his death,
0: and, and well, there's interwoven like uh, dialogue from Ray from earlier in the episode where she talks about how she has all the, she has her fingers in a lot of the the different pleasures of the flesh thing uh, business that around here. So I'm I'm wondering if that has something to do with it too. Like there's like like what we were saying, that she has more uh, of a reason why Bancroft is being killed or something like that.
1: Yeah. So it's just. Ah, it's it's so frustrating because I'm like, I know they're, it's going to seem like obvious once they show it. Right. But it's like we're missing one key part that he obviously has already put together.
0: Which would mean hitting. that it's something that we've already seen in the show. Yeah,
1: exactly. As And knowing how this show works, it's probably something that was revealed in the first episode. <laughs> and we're just getting to it now. Um, Where I think... Uh, Kovacs is coming to the realization maybe he can still complete the mission that he set out to do with Quelchrist.
0: Oh, wow. That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Maybe with the influence or with the connections that Rey has now, if she really is that much far above, uh, you know, even Bancroft. If she, like, supersedes him, maybe that's what he needs to get what he wants. And, you know, we already saw that they still have those stacks from the envoys. How, they don't really say.
0: Right. Maybe. I, I, he must have had it stashed somewhere. Yeah,
1: but if he did, wouldn't that have been off-world somewhere? Like, how would he have gotten them? That's kind of the one. I don't know if that's a plot hole. but That might definitely be a plot yeah, hole. Yeah, it's, it's like he just kind of plops them on the table and says, hey, like, make something with this so that you, you can...
0: I mean, and essentially they were just sitting wherever they were sitting for 250 years.
1: Yeah, and I would imagine that, like, Envoy... Uh, stacks if they were even still functional they would either be locked away or would have been destroyed by now
0: well I mean I, w- I just assume that he actually dug them all out uh, while he was there so he must have put them somewhere and then got arrested and and, and then because that's when he the, he says uh, she's Ray Ray actually says that you know when they got they got a hold of you the SeaTac when they got mm-hmm. a hold of you they you know they put you on ice or whatever
1: but could be okay, but I don't know. I feel like there's something. I mean, was
0: missing. that was that? Were those stacks what he had when they arrested him in that hotel room? Yes. So
1: they had a whole bunch of them back then too.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, he he has his uh, Bancroft came through and gave him his pardon and all of his money.
1: And said, so "Never speak of this again, or I'll have you killed, or whatever." Right. The real death.
0: <laughs> um. You, I mean, obviously, he's going to, for show wise, he's going to go and figure out the rest of the, the mystery. But at this point, if you had all that money, would you go and, you know, get yourself a new sleeve so that, you know, Riker could go back to being with Ortega if he ever gets out of jail or whatever?
1: I would assume that's what he wants to do. I mean, if he cares enough about her, he'll just, you know, as a solid, he'll be like, all right, here's your sleep back. Or maybe they can work something out where he could still inhabit it until I mean the real Riker's release.
0: Ray did say, hey, you know, he has a certain type, so he, he's <laughs> definitely in love with Ortega. Yeah. Who, who knows if Ortega's in love with him or not? She obviously felt some kind of emotion when she finds him again.
1: Uh, she just liked him for the
0: sleeve. And she might just like the sleeve. <laughs> it's the whole do you love Peter Parker or do you love Spider Man thing? So uh Alright, there you go. I think that I think we covered the episode. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: No, I think I'm going to go and watch the last two episodes as soon as I get home.
0: That's right. Next week when we record again, we will be covering both episode 9 and 10. So uh, that we can be... We have this show done just in time for the next week where we're going to be talking about Westworld because it has returned. But... If you want to talk to us about this episode or any of the stories we talked about, you can find me on Twitter as at Michipedia G-E-R. Uh, uh, hit me up. John is also on Twitter as? I am at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and Geek Elite is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to geek geek out.
1: We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.